Moika. Hey, welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast, Mastering Finland. Finland. I'm Jean and I'm from California. I'm Petra and I'm from the Czech Republic. We're here to chat about our life in Finland. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's Petra here and today I would like to introduce you to Karl Nukop. He's an executive consultant and a headhunter in Finland. Welcome Karl. thank you for coming. Thank you, Petra. Pleasure being here. So could you tell us a bit about yourself, please? Sure. Um, like uh, like Petra introduced me, Carl is my name, 56 years old, uh, been a, a, a banking executive for nearly 15 years. And prior to that, then about uh, more or less 10 years with the leisure industry and uh, turned executive consultant headhunter four years ago wow how are you enjoying it uh actually it took me a while i i've always been kind of uh curious and intrigued about the the recruiting and and uh the the um well yeah the recruiting recruitment world and uh i kind of enjoy uh head-to-head and face-to-face contact and interacting with people. So so it, it has been been for a long time an interest. And, and then when I actually had the opportunity to to uh, start doing this for a living, then, then I, I really jumped on it. Wow. So what does a headhunter do? Uh, well, a headhunter is usually perceived as uh, a, a kind of consultant who recruits the the um, like general managers and and top end executives of big corporates but that's not really the case a, a headhunter actually is a consultant who does a, a recruitment assignment for for companies of various sizes for specific areas and specific uh, Uh, positions. Mm-hmm. So, is there any difference between recruitment and headhunting, as such? There is, because uh, recruitment is uh, more or less a, a search and select procedure, where where very usually and typically you do put out an, an uh, advertisement where you're seeking for a certain type of person or a uh maybe maybe a, a uh, for a certain position different types of persons put it that way and mm-hmm. and the headhunter is really in a a person who goes out to find another person for a specific duty so in other sense we we um target specific individuals with specific competences for a specific position So it's very much more a targeted way of, of uh, recruiting uh, recruiting personnel. Mm-hmm. So when you are looking for this specific person, so how do you assess individual profiles when you're looking for this most suitable person for this, you know, specific position that you are trying to to headhunt for? Usually there is a profile as as the background and and um, and the the um, assignment um, is is built up in a sense that if it's 
for instance, a, a general manager for a, a specific company and, and, uh, and the, the strategy laid out by the board for that company is uh, in, in a certain direction, then we will look into individuals who have a track record of having performed such duties. So in, mm-hmm. in essence, um, just the title general manager doesn't qualify you for, for the positions which we are actually looking at because we want to go in depth into the individual, what the individual has actually performed and, and established during his working career in, able, uh, in, in order for that individual to, to be a candidate for the position. So it's, it's very much a specific uh, uh, strategy or a, a, a specific um, profile whom we are looking for. And, and mm-hmm. uh, when we find that profile, then, then we will do uh, testing and interviews and, and, uh, and, and different ways of assessments to see if, if this really is the right person for, for the position offered. Mm-hmm. So, what platforms do you use to find these people, like LinkedIn or or anything else? Uh, LinkedIn is a very important platform. Yes, you're you're absolutely correct there. But uh, then, then uh, of course, our our uh, personal networks, of course, mm-hmm. and the networks of of the colleagues whom we work with, and and. In some cases, even candidates whom we've recruited, we will use their networks also if if uh, if available. But LinkedIn is 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 a good platform. But certain certain uh, type of of uh, jobs or or titles, then then uh, they 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 really do not update their LinkedIn profiles that much. In and and those individuals need to be found. In, in different ways, mm-hmm. and, it makes and, sense. And 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 uh, maybe a, a good example would be be uh, the the uh, uh, healthcare, the the doctors and, and surgeons, or then then uh, technical people. They are kind of lazy in updating their their uh, their profiles because they know that they will be found other ways. <laughs> That's probably true, and I'm glad that you mentioned the networking because. We are in our previous episodes in March. We focus on job hunting in Finland, and networking was mentioned by everybody. Yeah, that that in Finland people get hired most of the time by knowing somebody. Yeah, and and this is exactly what you said. So it just underlines the fact that the networking in Finland is the key. Yes, to mm-hmm. land a position. Yes, yes. But if you already. If you already, you said that networking is the first sort of, you know, like that's where you go. But if we already talk about, let's say, the LinkedIn, mm-hmm. what would be the like most common mistake that you said not updating the, the information? Okay, but is there any other mistake that people make? So their profile, like they might have, you know, the their, you said the name of the position experience or whatever, but is there something that makes you feel like, oh, this is why I don't. I would not ask the person. Yeah, there is. Um, there is. There's a a, a uh, quite clear uh, generation uh, shift how how people use LinkedIn, and uh, and uh, I would say that the younger people nowadays, the the maybe the millennials are are 
better in, in, in updating their profiles because what we look for is, like I earlier mentioned, the, uh, a description what you actually have accomplished in, in your previous positions. And, and we tend not to look that much at the titles because, mm-hmm. as you know, then, then titles vary very much from countries to countries. And, and a vice president here in Finland necessarily doesn't re- reflect what a vice president somewhere else might be. So that's why it's very important to find the substance within, within uh, what, what each, each uh, candidate has done in, in their previous positions. But uh, and then then there's maybe the the uh, maybe we could call them old school like like myself and you typically uh, have just your your uh, titles there and and uh, maybe then uh, how long you've been worked for and and maybe there's then a visible career path especially in in long working relationships which have endured for many years then you might have started as a, a salesperson and ended up as a, a uh, general manager, and then you have listed all, all the positions in between. So that you could actually classify that as a mistake because, uh, because uh, LinkedIn uses algorithms to find, find uh, the candidates by certain keywords and by not using the correct keywords in your, um, your profile, then, then mm-hmm. you might not be found. Okay, that's a, that's a very nice insight, an interesting insight to have. Yeah, even for myself, <laughs> who would not like to be headhunted, you know? Yeah, it yeah, sounds like a nice yeah, thing. Exactly, and and uh, and uh, to elaborate a little bit on that one, then then uh, for us, you know, the best best candidates are actually those who are not job seekers, because you have to think that mm-hmm. a job seeker is is always a person or almost always a person who is looking at greener pastures because there is something within the current position which is kind of not out of interest anymore or, or you, you maybe come to an, come to an end or, or close to an end what you're doing at the moment and, and you want new challenges. And, and, uh, and uh, then, then you start you know, answering advertisements and, and, uh, and uh, putting in applications. But for us to find a candidate whom we activate into a, a new into new challenges, in a sense, those are the best best people because uh, and and those are the, the people who actually are very surprised that a headhunter calls them and says, "Hey, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually not looking for a job, but what you're what but what you're offering sounds kind of kind of interesting. I, I might be interested in coming to talk to you." Mm-hmm. And and uh, and uh, then then often often we also see that these candidates even if they do not go all the way and get chosen in the assignment then then quite often we see that that they actually uh, we have triggered them to start finding new opportunities for themselves and and uh, quite often we see that then even if you had five or ten years uh, within the same company then suddenly you you they they decide to to change change our yeah. employers so that's very yeah. nice to see yeah that that makes sense i think when you you know you sort of go and go to work and every day it sort of becomes you know routine and and quite often i think it starts being like you stop questioning it and you know it's part of your life exactly and that's what you do and unless something like that happens that you get this like you know 
a bit of a kick yeah. to wake up, then sometimes you just don't even notice that maybe you would actually fancy change. Exactly. And and so that definitely makes sense that people then start, you know, thinking about actually changing company or even a career. Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. Exactly. So would you have any tips for internationals who live in Finland for them to make it even easier to maybe find a job or even get headhunted? Yeah, I, I actually do. And and for me, and, and I've seen this because I've, I've worked with pretty many international and expatriates who, who come to Finland. So if unless you're here for a... a um, certain period of time only then and or intend to stay for a longer time then do learn the basics in the Finnish language as soon as possible because because that's a a big um, plus for you if you're a job seeker as a foreigner and and that you already are studying or you have the basics in in the Finnish language because because although most of the Finns do speak pretty well Finnish, then, uh, then uh, when you go outside the metropolitan area of, of Finland, then, then it, it, it gets worse. And, and uh, on, even if the Finnish people are capable of speaking English, then uh, there is this certain shyness that they still would rather communicate in, in as much as possible in their own language and only force them, then, then, uh, then they will turn into English. So that's... That's that's one, and uh, and the second one is is uh, I think Finnish people are kind of uh, not impressed is not the, the correct word, but but um, but uh, in lack of better than than a pers- personal contacting is is always something which lands lands very well. So, so instead of sending a, uh, a, uh, your CV to someone and expecting a response, then, then do send a CV and follow it up with a phone call. And, and, and that's, that's a lot more efficient than, than, uh, than uh, just, just uh, sitting and waiting for a response on your email. You might never get it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. When you mentioned the basics finish, you mean just basically being able to communicate to a certain level? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, or... that, that's kind of like the, the basics, yes, uh, in, in everyday, you know, just going to the shop and being able to converse and, and, yeah. uh, and, and just get along with, with people who, who maybe aren't that good in, in Finnish. But uh, maybe to make it also to... to Keep on nurturing that that uh, basics in order to at some point become more fluent. That's because true. It, it it does open up lots of positions. I had a a colleague who who lived in Finland for and is still living in Finland and and uh, spent like five years in Finland and 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 uh, in a in a high position and and we tried very much persuading him that you should learn Finnish and he was why because everyone speaks English and and then suddenly when when it got time for him to to find new career opportunities then then uh, he noticed that that it isn't that 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 easy although everyone speaks the language then then uh, the the hurdles in in getting to the positions 
are are still there that that you need to still have some basic skills in in the language. Now he's studying studying in, in a crash course and has actually in half a year gained gained a pretty good knowledge of the language. So um, it's it's not really that big an effort. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's I think it depends what the position is of of the person because when you come and you you know you move to Finland because you already have a job yeah. and you start a job straight away, you sort of don't like there are so many other things that you probably have to do. Yeah. Instead of learning the language that it might, you know, take you a few years yeah. until you like settle down a bit and get the time. But of course, then there are other people who move here maybe for a spouse who, you know, land the, the and they get to get, go to the Finnish course yeah. and also students and so on. I, I myself used it, I think, quite well that I did first year uh, exchange here yeah. in Finland. And the only thing I focused on was, on was Finnish. Yeah. And I basically did most of the courses were Finnish. Yeah. Because I knew if I wanted to stay here, I need to get at least to a certain level. Exactly. Even though I might never work in Finnish fluently. Exactly. However, it might give me extra chance and I am not gonna, you know, just kill the chance. Exactly. Because I didn't want to learn. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely but, right. Yeah. Yeah, but also I think there is, you know, There is a certain level that you can achieve in Finnish, which I think I have this, as you said, you call it the basic level. Yeah. I can have conversation. I understand when people ask me. However, I still don't think that I could fully work in Finnish when it comes to, you know, documentations and sort of work like that. Yeah. When I think it last, it takes years and years and years until you are able to fully grasp Finnish language yeah. in like a professional Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right, Petra. And, and uh, but but maybe the thing is that, like, for instance, if you're in a meeting, that that you can follow the meeting even if it's if even if the the conversation is is in in Finnish. And mm-hmm. and if you're the only English speaking in the room, and and you see that your Finnish colleague is struggling with the language, then if you can just say, hey, you can you can speak in your own language, and you can still follow and and maybe respond in English. So this is already a big big you know plus. And and uh, and uh, does does put you in a, a special position. Finnish is, as you say, it's it's one of the most difficult languages to learn, and and uh, and it, it does take you many many years. And some people never get fluent in it, but but still, in able to follow a conversation is, and 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 this is what I mean with the with the basics. Mm-hmm. And then that that shouldn't actually take you more than maybe half a year to to uh, if if you're in an intensive intensive uh, course. Yeah, I think I think yeah, half a year, probably one year yeah. is around that. I I think I got to this like B one extra B and one and a half level, but yeah, it's definitely something that you have to do intensive because yeah. otherwise there is no way you can manage that. Exactly. But but yeah, okay. So let's get to on some. If you have any tips how to stand out from the crowd of you know people on LinkedIn or in general. Yeah. Anything that maybe you've seen somebody who did something cool and it really caught your eye and that's why he got hired or she got hired. Yeah. Um, again, going back to the to the to the millennials and and uh, and uh, having looked at their a, a whole number of their CVs and and I think it's it's very interesting very interesting trend nowadays is that when you 
write your job application or uh, when you're presenting yourself, do not be shy to emphasize the good the things which you are good at. I mean, try to think about making yourself as a a, a proposal that uh, if you hire me, this is what you will get. I will uh, kind of like promise and, and certify that I will be able to develop this and this and this. And and uh, and people tend to be a little bit too shy and and uh, and uh, even though I also mentioned that you should uh, have a review of what you have been done, what have you, you have been doing in the past, then you should also also uh, do not be shy of really promote yourself of your capabilities and and uh, what actually you have to offer, and and uh, it might in some countries and some cultures. Uh, feel or seem a little bit arrogant but but uh, but especially if you look at the Americans then then uh, then the the US people they really know this skill of how yeah. how really they they be able to promote themselves but we also have here in Finland but we don't think about it but but uh, we we tend to think when we think about them we might think a little bit negatively about them for instance people who are, are real estate salespeople. They are really those go-getters, you know, who, who really emphasize and really push you quite hard and, and uh, kind of give you the, the, the picture that, that I know what you really need and this is the apartment or the house that you will, you know, be happy forever and ever and, and until, until, until your end of dawn and, and, and stuff. And this is... What you need to be also when when you're really going to 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 find or or really competing against somebody for a a job position to to leave an imprint in the person's mind or 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 visualize a visualization about you that hey this is that person who actually had quite an interesting CV or he presented himself pretty nicely or or or. Uh, yeah, why not mm-hmm. even send a video? Those are not very typical nowadays, but I think the younger generation they they know how to to use that tool quite well, and and uh, those those are things which little things which make you stand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. And about, I I think as you said, I myself am a bit like I like humble in a way. Yeah, you know, yeah. parents always taught me to be humble. Yeah, and then you have to like as you said, this American way of like selling yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it is not the easiest, but definitely it's something that that you have to do in yeah. order to be able to land a job. Exactly. And and uh, and uh, you're correct in the by using the word word humble because uh, uh, you shall not exaggerate yourself. You have to be in a humble in the sense that what you're telling them is is fact that you mm-hmm. actually need to deliver on your promises also. So do not oversell yourself, but 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 just present yourself in a in a matter where where you know. Of course, you have to 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 have a self study there a little bit and and uh, see what your your um, achievable and what you can achieve and what you can genuinely promise and and uh, so that you're not overdoing it because that is also then. 
then uh, if you overdo it, then then uh, that will also be noticed that, okay, we have somebody who really thinks a little bit too much of himself. And, and that's where the humble part comes in, where <laughs> you have to just yeah. try to, in a humble way, present yourself. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we have a few questions from our listeners that mm-hmm. that were related to uh, like recruitment or or like headhunting, as we said. Mm-hmm. So um, the one question is that when you are searching for somebody for a job, mm-hmm. who are you getting the information from about the position? Is it from the HR? Is it from the boss of the company? Or who is providing you with the specific profile that they want mm, that that varies quite a lot and and actually um, we have to go a little bit backwards because we do actively promote ourselves as recruitment partners as well and uh, of course we cannot create uh, you know job positions and, and sometimes people approach us thinking that we're like an employment agency which we are. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we, we do not have a, a whole bunch of job positions on file from where we can just pick out one and offer it to somebody who's calling us. But we, we do, you know, uh, uh, it's a business for us and, and we do prospect in the market and see who needs our assistance in, in, in the recruitment. And then, then when uh, we find the client and, and uh, then we start discussing the strategy regarding the recruitment, then they have already a general picture of, of what kind of a person they're looking for, what background and, and uh, 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 what kind of education and, and what kind of skill set and, and so on and so forth. But at the same time, it is our job to challenge that profile a little bit because uh, many times we do see that that uh, especially if it's a recruitment which is a, a replacement for somebody who has left the company they will look at the profile of this person who is leaving and and uh, maybe even dig out the uh, advertisement which they used for <laughs> him or her at the time and uh, then they say that okay we want this uh, this kind of person as a replacement for for the one who's leaving and and uh our our uh, our goal and and our duty is actually to challenge the person because what we do is we ask that what is this person actually going to start doing what kind of a, a team will he be working with uh, who will be his uh, his his boss and who will he he or she be reporting to and then we kind of develop a a, a, a another type of profile and and then we show it to the to the um, to the uh, assign the the assignee and 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 uh, and uh, tell him or tell the company that this is actually what you're looking for, and and then we start looking that okay, if you're looking for a a salesperson within say say within the the um, consumer good uh, market, then then and and he is there to build up. The, the sales organization, then we do not necessarily need a person with a with a profile which has worked within the the um, within this industry. Mm-hmm. We will instead search a person who can be completely for another from another industry, but has the the um, 
experience of having built up a sales organization and has the track record to show. And, and uh, that then we will come out of the box a little bit and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and build up the profile and, and find the best candidates in that way. Mm-hmm. So how long does it approximately, I know it probably varies a lot, but how long pro- does it take from you having the like profile that you said that you draft yeah. until you find the person? Uh, approximately a, a, a rough generalization would be between eight to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So just to give you an idea, when we start the research process, then that takes about two weeks and we build up a long list. And that long list will consider uh, that that will um, there will be about 35 to 50 candidates on that long list, which we have initially uh, kind of researched and headhunted. And then then we'll start to uh, shorten the list by looking into these people's profiles, making the initial first interview and, and uh, see if they have the interest for the position. And then we start shortening this list to about 10 or 12 prime candidates. And uh, these candidates will go to a second, more in-depth interview. And, and also they will go through an assessment and there's a logical uh, part to it and, 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 and another uh, personal assessment uh, program where we will check the, the motivation and the ways of working and, and uh, the social needs of each individual and so on and so forth. And, and uh, then when we found from this short list two to four prime candidates, these are the ones we will present to, to, um, to our client. And, and then they will interview these and pick maybe one or two to the, to the final uh, job contract negotiations. And then on top of that, then, then comes still the, the, um, the, the uh, exit time for usually it's all between two months to, to one month, you know, uh, which, which they have to, to still uh, comply with. And, and uh, in, in some cases, it might be even longer. But, but in total, we're, we're looking at on, on, on a general uh, time, time scale would be eight, eight to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, let's get slowly to the last question of mine that I have for you. And it is, have you noticed any development in hiring internationals in Finland over, let's say, the past three to five years? Um, have there been any changes? Mm, yes. I could I could answer that quite bluntly with a yes, but this is also industry specific because if you look at the IT world, IT market, then then all headhunting companies nowadays have difficulties finding good good candidates. Actually, on 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 many different levels in the in the uh, IT community, and therefore we need to expand our our searches abroad. Mm-hmm. So so if it's a developer or 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 other other types of IT IT personnel, then then uh, that's a very very fast and very competitive market, and and uh, we just do not have enough enough um, candidates here in Finland who are, are competitive enough and those who are then they are usually already employed by by 
good companies with, mm-hmm. with big salaries and and they are reluctant to leave for 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 anything which is similar there has to be a really big carrot for them to 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 leave and and usually it's not only money it's 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 uh it's something else yeah makes sense and and that that's one and and then then uh well that's the main main sector and and um and um uh, more and more companies are or Finnish companies are are hiring abroad this is not really answering your questions but uh but we do a number of uh, recruitments which are coordinated here in Finland so in other words for Finnish companies working abroad mm-hmm. so so in that sense we 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 do look for international people for for Finnish companies but then we also have across the border recruitments where the location can be another nordic country it can be mm-hmm. finland sweden or or norway and and depending on which is most suitable for the for the um for the candidate makes sense and wow. and and uh it'll be interesting to see i think that uh what this corona pandemic has brought with it then then uh working from distance has become or is becoming a new norm so so we do see that that um, the, the the countries and the borders are are more or less disappearing because traveling will diminish quite a lot and and uh all uh, the even the sales sales uh, efforts will be done over the network and and uh, not to mention you know the meetings and and uh and and other this type of uh interactions which usually used to be more face to face and then they're now still face to face but there's still some electric in between <laughs> yeah that is definitely true and and i haven't thought about it in this way to be honest and mm. but yeah as you said that it makes it way easier now to hire across borders yeah because it because we got used to this and now it doesn't matter whether the person is here in Finland or if they work from the other you know side of the globe maybe there might be the difficulties with the you know time time yeah. shift but exactly yeah but but uh, which jobs which are non time critical then mm. in a sense then that that works very well because we see very often in and and more and more where where the position can be for instance one of the the nordic or one of the baltic countries and and uh, and that's subject to negotiation depending on the situation of of the candidate yeah makes sense okay wow thank you so much is there anything else you would like to add to this conversation that we might have missed or you would want to share with the listeners um no not really i i I'm in a lucky position that that uh, most people want to be friends with a headhunter. So so uh, <laughs> people people do tend to to uh, find it quite easy to call us, and and uh, I do support that very much because uh, I think it's always interesting both ways to 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 hear about new people who are maybe not thinking about uh, changing jobs, but. Uh, but uh want to you know have a sparring partner to see what their options are and uh i'm quite bold to say that none of us 
in the industry will turn down such a phone call uh, if somebody needs assistance and, and uh, needs needs to have some pointers in which way and, and uh, wants to send us the CV or something like that. And ev- everyone wants to be our friends, but we want to be everyone's friends as well. So because <laughs> you never know. A, a, candidate, nice. a candidate today can be a client tomorrow. So. That is true. That is true. Thank you so much, Carl. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you about about this, and thank you so much for sharing all about your job and about what you do and how you do it. And I'm sure many people will find it helpful and very interesting as well. I so, hope so thank you for that. I hope so. Okay. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts and other podcast providers. For more information, follow our Instagram at mastering.finland.podcast, subscribe to our monthly newsletter and keep an eye on our website masteringfinland.com. Have a nice day and good luck with your own Mastering Finland story. Bye!